Welcome to the global podcast. Global. Called Cyptionary. Global. Like a, like literally global. around the world. We it sounds global. a little weird saying we that, but we are technically global. I mean, we are in every major continent. People are listening to us in every major continent. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like we have people in the USSR. Back yep. in the USSR. Not a continent. That doesn't exist anymore, and <laughs> that's not a continent. No, but it is a song. It. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. A really old song. Um. Oh, gee. But uh, no, no people listening to us in Russia, but we do have people in Serbia who are listening. to oh, us. Oh, do we really? I think mm-hmm. we should qualify. Like, listen. Are you serious? Yeah. Like maybe they hit play. That counts as listening. It's that probably counts. a robot. Well, it could have been Brian Wiseman. In Serbia, he was in Serbia. Who's Brian Wiseman? Who's Brian Wiseman? You don't know Brian Wiseman? Yeah, uh, he's one of the bros. He's one of the bros. Yeah, and actually, he's okay. uh, he's back now. Shout his out wife, to Brian. His wife is um, is soon, Brian listening to, to give us? birth number three. Oh, congratulations! I don't know. You know, I had breakfast with him this week. I didn't ask him, but you I'm should like, ask him. I don't go around. Hey, do you listen to? You should. Well, actually, I did the I other say, night. Actually, and I was you supp- do. You literally do do that. I do do that. You do do that. I do do that. I do do that. So no. Um. So the other night, I he came up and like a couple of our folks that I had no idea. They go like, "Oh yeah, we listen to you all the time." He says, "You guys are hilarious." I go, "Wait, that was us from <laughs> from, your chur- from, from church from church from church." Yeah. Yeah. So we have people listening uh, to us in Egypt, South Africa. Oh, it's that. It's those pyramids. Oh my pyramids. What are you doing right now? Stop. Stop. Oh my gosh. U.S. minor outlying islands. That's Oprah. I don't understand what. What is the joke there? She owns an island. Oh, the U.S. minor outlying islands. It doesn't have a name. Not the major. What are they going to call it? Oprah Island. Not the major outlying island. Probably Epstein Island. Oh, there isn't. She. He does have an island. I know. So does Oprah. Well, he did. I Not don't know if he still owns it. Well, he's dead now. Well, so. he doesn't own. So there's well, that. He That's doesn't right. own much. There's that. <laughs> he doesn't own anything yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he owns probably. Shout out to Oprah. Punishment. Thank Philippines, you for listening. Yeah. Romania. Philippians. Wait, who was that? Was that? That, that who? was me. Yeah, <laughs> Philippians. Uh-huh. That was so good. Uh, that was like two weeks ago. In the when Paul wrote his book to the Philippians. To the Philippians, Quentin did that in, like, in in worship. I was like, wait, no, uh, no, to the, yeah. no, 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 Philippians? no, Quentin, to Quentin did when Paul the fi- wrote his book to the Philippines. To the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> was it like, was so good. But as I said, and I was uh, like, wait, no, that's, that's not, not right. right. We were that's all. Right. It was so good. Nope, not the Philippines. Philippines, Philippines. close. You were so close. Like though. he owned it though. It was like bold. Yeah, it was. Because I, I said it, and I was like, wait, Philippians? No. E Philippians, Philipp- the Philippines, so Galatians, Ephesians, E Philippians, Fli- Philippians, <laughs> Philippines, the Colossians, the Philippines. Uh, so mm. nice. Oh, that's great. I wonder then, if hey, I, I wonder if like if we went over there, we'd see people running around in our t-shirts. I don't know. Nobody's so, bought our t-shirts. No one's bought our t-shirts. Nobody has bought our t-shirts. Oh come on. Uh, oh good night. We need to we need to maybe put some on sale and see if we get other people to. I think they do go on sale occasion. They do go on sale occasionally, but I don't think we do a very good job of telling people. No, we don't, because like sale. I don't even know when they go on sale. Yeah, so well. I, need, I, need I do personally th- don't have any merchandise. Oh, she do. I'll just of, tell you that sweatshirt, problem. that hoodie. No, I, have, I know. It looks really, really. It nice. is really nice. It looks I, fantastic. You've got a yeah. you've got a long sleeve hooded sweet. I I do actually. Nikki, yeah. I gave it to Nikki. It 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 was a little snug, a little snug. Well, that was the mine's perfect. I'm, I'm glad. M- mine's mine's good. You well, guys know um, I'm going to take it to California with me. So, so you guys know uh, when a when a dad joke is a dad joke, right? Uh, when it's a jar. No, I mean you, you should know it. It's it's really apparent. It's <laughs> stupid. 
Oh welcome my back. Oh we've, my we've missed yeah, you. Yeah, we missed welcome you. Welcome back from Maine. Yeah, welcome. How'd it go in Maine? You were, you, were you the main attraction? I was the main thing. I So I did that joke with um, my mother-in-law. I tried to. Which one? Uh, everything we went to. Um, which one? Which one? There's only There's one. Only w- he only has one mother-in-law. No, which, which joke? joke? Oh. <laughs> joke, dude. <laughs> I had a joke with my mother-in-law. Which one? Which mother-in-law? <laughs> which joke? Some people probably have more than one mother-in-law. Oh, yeah, please. Sure that's um, so please. You, you have a good one. I so. A great one. The right. best one. Right. Um, so I wouldn't know about that, but no, it's mine. My mother in law is good. pretty good. How was Maine? It's your grandmother. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so like we would go to anything like restaurant. Now, is this the main restaurant? We go to any store. This is, the, this, this is the main store. And like for the first day, it was funny because she would be like, no, 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 no. The, the one, the oh, one, she wouldn't get she it. She wouldn't get it. She wouldn't know. I was like, is this the main harbor? No, that's one over there. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this <laughs> one's not in this. Not the main one. So yeah, yeah. so you have to. <laughs> but she got it, and eventually, and then she would just finally was just like, stop it, and like hit me. Like, so yeah, so that's how. You, but you got to do it without without letting on that. Like, is this the main one? No, you of course can't do not. that. You no, can't do that. You can't so, do that. Well, no, but I have I have a guy that you can't interacts with me frequently who does that kind of stuff Blake, I'm like, dude, of course, you are a terrible dad joker Blake of course gets it the whole time and he's just sitting there smiling so, yeah. laughing the whole time because his <laughs> mom doesn't get it everything uh, everything anyone mm. any of us say is kind of suspect so you just right. gotta right. all the so time if you, just but if you just act like this is, this is of goes. course this is how you it's normal this is normal conversation this is well I'm glad is. you had a good time yeah. good time making dad jokes yeah it was fun um, did not go on any boats so we're good there children were safe Shh. didn't fall any in any holes we actually didn't do that oh. which I was surprised about I don't know why we didn't do that we also didn't go to one of the main restaurants literally <laughs> the main restaurant that they go, they've got like two main restaurants that they go to continually okay. every time they're up there and we didn't go to one of them. I don't know why. I was asking Brittany about that. Oh, I couldn't figure that out. Well, what what was the other one? Because that's the one we George, went to. Right? Stumans is one. Stumans. Uh, then there was another you, one. Do you remember going to I Stumans? I do remember going to Stumans. Yeah. Too. It was good. It was good. Um, then there was another one that's like Jordan's. Stormy Banks. Storm. Storm. Storm oh my gosh. Banks. No. Jordan's. Uh, lobster Shack or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Jordan Shack. Yeah, like, like you that. guys didn't Anything get lobster. That like, I don't understand lobster, that. First of all, lobster's gross. No, it's lobster's not. Lobster's delicious. Get it's out disgusting. of here. It's a lot of work, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of work. That's the main thing. I don't oh even. Gosh. <laughs> We're going to have to purge this out of you. <laughs> I don't even eat. I only eat boneless wings because regular wings are oh, way too much work. Get out of here. Oh, I, see, I, hate, I just want the meat. I don't, I don't want the boneless wings. I don't want to get my fingers all dirty. It doesn't have the sinews that yeah. excuse me sinews yep uh i went what? to hot chicken takeover yesterday Ooh. oh did you really i loved it then regret Ex- it now oh, oh yeah that's true yeah that's maybe one that's of those. why i'm grouchy maybe that, that is why you're grouchy yeah but it's, it's the you fried need, food you need some more coffee or whatever but like nope i don't need any uh, uh extra we had a ordinary yep yep <laughs> yep yep, yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep yep, uh, uh we'll, we'll keep this uh explicit free uh-huh uh, no more no more yeah no more runs ruins uh, so we actually the weather there was awesome. Yeah, the, I thought well, it always is. Just those pictures of the blue sky was we just incredible. The highest I think it ever got was eighty degrees, and that was the day we aro- we arose. Oh my God, <laughs> the day I don't know what's going on. I'm so tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I literally went to bed at ten o'clock last night, and I was like, maybe that's why you're tired. That's probably yeah, that's, why. Uh, I went to bed at ten o'clock last night. Did you I was sleep like, all the way through? No, I was wide awake for like an hour. Oh. But then, like, well, not 
wide awake. I was kind of like off and on sleeping for like an hour and then went to bed finally. I fell asleep at like 11. But then, yeah, slept all the way through. Oh, good. To like 7 a.m. or something like that. But good. So maybe that's why it's like way too much sleep. Way too mm. much sleep. Just, oh, well. Which is annoying. Well, Dad, you are, are technically signed up for the life update. I do. Do you have, yeah. do you have anything you'd like to share? What's I going on in your life? I do. Uh, there's a couple things going on in our life. So um, I'm trying to think of which one, uh, where, where do I begin? But probably the biggest thing is, is I. At the beginning. I Yeah, I did. No. I, I actually began at the beginning last night. Um, had a really neat uh, opportunity. We'll talk about that later, but um, to teach a class last night so but no uh, I have a um, I'm entering into my final the final leg of my classwork yeah and yeah yeah so I, that means I, I go for two excruciating weeks out to California and have class from eight to five straight just constant every day except one day every day except one day I yeah. mean that is really brutal. That's that's really hard to do. I would rather do that. that. Telling you, it's really tough. I would rather do that than three months or four months worth of twelve different classes. Well, but what 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 I do have to do after that is do all the classes, all the work. Yeah. And out of that work, twenty-seven papers I have to write. It's anywhere a lot. anywhere from two to fifteen pages. It's so a lot. so I'm like. Good for you. I'm Twenty-seven, glad and that isn't that doesn't include the seventeen books I have to read. I'm just glad it's you and not me. So that has that all of that is due December seventh. Then the good news is I'm done with classwork. Now, all I have to do then is write so another paper, one next, giant next write. paper, one giant yeah. huge paper. But I'm I'm already looking forward to that, paper. and some of it, some of it actually is it will be done. So like in other words, one of those papers that I write this this uh, session. Is the in, what would be the introduction to, to my that. to my paper? Yeah. Interesting. So, and that will be part of my paper. Yeah. And um, explain the reason why I'm doing this, why why I think it's effective, why. It, and and um, I I've already have that chosen, and I go I like I'm listening to. So I'm I'm with 15 other guys that are in our class. Um, is uh, uh, class. Jeremy there? Jer. Jer. Uh, Jeremy. Blonde hair. No, not blonde hair. Red hair. Red hair. Curly, nope, not curly. Uh-huh. It curly. is curly, yeah. Evangelist, um, mm-hmm. Fraser, Jeremy. Fraser, yeah, Jeremy Fraser. Really, he's Shout with out. you. Yeah, he yeah, was cool. there last time. I like wow. that. Uh-huh. You know who else is there? Marshall Fant. Oh, I know Marshall. Uh, what? Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Good for Marshall. Graduated, yeah. graduated with me. I think. I think he I did. Th- no, he's older than you. No, I think he graduated with me. So he's he is now the pastor at uh, Community Baptist Church in South Bend, Indiana. Okay. Don't know, don't yeah. know what that Hocus is, but that's Hocus. cool. Oh, good for him. Okay, well, it's the yeah. big one, I think, right? It kind of is, but it's a not big now one? anymore. So it's much like a lot of the other churches that are just crashed and burned. Anyway, um, yeah. So, so that um, I I'll be out there for fifteen days. Um, it's just brutal. It's, okay, I mean, it's just yeah. It's it just, sounds like a horrible schedule, but it is. But I mean, it's packed with really good stuff too. It's no, not, I mean, like it's, so. It's good. Yeah, it so this so is good, this is on Old Testament stuff. Yeah, and I, I really am looking forward to it. Um, we are uh, so I've got several things that I have to do between I between now and when I go, and I've got most of them done. I have one more thing, and one of the things is uh, we're doing a, a brief study in the Book of Ruth, which is yeah. really really cool. That's cool. So it's only four chapters, and so I have to write four different papers, uh, and I, I list several. I have to list twenty observations per chapter, ten 
um, hermeneutical issues that, that pop up per chapter, and then five applicational thoughts uh, per chapter. Which mm. that I no mean, idea what any of that means. I mean, good job. It, Go get it. <laughs> I mean, it's basically it's like <laughs> a more in depth <laughs> sermon preparation. Yeah, it's it's basically what you have to do in order to begin to understand what the book's about. Yeah, um, and then part of the papers that I have to write is like what what would be the theme of the Book of Ruth. You know, those those kind of things. And then I have to write one sermon on the Book do of. You have Ruth. to write a theme song. Uh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Ruth and Boaz. I need somebody to. I need someone to write a theme song about every book of the Bible. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my gosh! That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I am kind of looking forward to uh, seeing the guys that are out there. Um, some of these guys are literally spread out all over the world. Um, one of them is in Argentina. He's a missionary yeah. in Argentina. Maybe he's really. listening to us in Argentina right now. Yeah. Well, don't cry for me. So. Um, yeah anyway but so i'm i am looking forward to that it's really really good fellowship lots of fun with these guys um to figure out like and then i'm on a cohort this this session with are you uh, in cahoots with your cohort for <laughs> four other guys and i get to listen to their messages and then critique them and they listen to my messages and critique them so Ugh. then i meet i have no it's great i really like it i don't mind it at all because it it shows me like what what are my contemporaries doing? It shows me that I'm better than everybody else. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I wouldn't say that. But um, it is. Yeah. yeah, I do kind of often wonder. I mean, because I don't, you know, listen to a bunch of preachers. So you know, I guess no one has time for that. But like, I do kind of wonder. Like, I mean, we all often preach in our own little vacuums. Yeah, we like, do. And I think it's you know, really really good. Um, I mean, I've had a couple guys like so. You know, I I mean, I script my sermons and I. I read my sermons. I don't, and there's such a there's such a negativity about that. Um, but I'm like, you know, I've been doing this for years, and um, I I'm, I'm okay. I'm really okay yeah. with it. I know you don't like it. That's fine. Um, but I actually had one of my uh, one of my um, guys that critiqued my message. So you you your four sessions. One session is your cohort. Another session is one of the profs there. Yeah. Um, or a guy that they designate, yeah. And so the guy that they designated is a—he's—he's he's a pretty well-known author, and he spent—he spent like two hours of time with me, and we had a ball. And he says, he says, I—he says I was watching you. He says, and I was thinking, I do the same thing he does, and it was mm-hmm. like really cool because like he reads his messages too, but he says most people don't know I'm reading it. And he says, I was watching you, and he said, I could tell you were reading certain parts of it because you wanted to get that particular across. But he said, like, for the most part, you look pretty free. And, and But he says, I could tell you were, you know, you you had thought it out enough to, to write it out. And he gave me some really good input. So, I mean, like, so it's very, I think it's really, really good. Now, most people, and I, I've asked this question with the guys that in my cohorts, I'm going like, so guys, do you do you like being critiqued like this? Most of the guys will say, no, I don't, I don't like being critiqued. Because he said it's just so subjective. Yeah, that's probably the big, and that's a whole. I mean, that's a whole topic. I think we right. could, we could talk about right. that idea. But I, one of the struggles I have is like, you're you're not me. I'm not you. Mm-hmm. Your people aren't my people. My people are not your people. Well, that's that's not what Ruth said. Well, yeah, touche. But like, or Paul for that matter, <laughs> or Jesus, or well. But what I'm saying is like, <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, we you have you have to. I mean, I'm called. I am called to pastor my people, right? And there's a reason why my people 
are joining in membership to my church. And it's, I'm not saying it's all based on preaching, but that's part of the equation. And so they, they're like signing up for like, no, like that's the kind of preaching we want to sit under week to week. That's what we need. And you know, not everyone, not everyone agrees on that. And so that's why there's different churches out there. But anyway, so I think point is there's no like one right or wrong way to do it. And so, people get hung up on that as like, well, this is what I do. And so I'm going to critique you based on what I do. And it's like, well, that's maybe not the most helpful because you don't understand my context. Yeah. But I do think, and I I don't think you're, I don't think you're saying this, but I do think there's great value in, in having someone go, you know, you do this. And I don't know if that's as helpful as you think it is. Yeah, for sure. And you you need to think about this. Um, One of the things that, again, uh, we tend to preach in our own vacuum. And so there's things that I don't, no, there's other ways right. of doing it that I'm, yeah. you know, like you might say, hey, you know, you dealt with this really sensitive issue. Like, have you ever thought about writing that portion out? That's what I do. Like, yeah. and it's really helpful for clarity, you know, like that's, I don't like, oh, yeah, because yeah, like know this what? week, I really didn't think about that. This week I have a, um, I have a certain spot that I'm just going to tell everybody, hey, I'm reading this and here's why. Because dealing with, we're, we're, we're actually beginning to. Really, Jesus is really headed to the cross in 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 Matthew, and um, it's just hours away. And he's headed there, and he's going in front of Pilate, and then Barabbas. So Pilate and Barabbas are the two guys this week that he bumps up against. And there's one area that I just said I want to get this out. So I I wrote it out. I'm just going to say up front, I'm reading this, yeah. but listen to it. Yeah, so. yeah. But I I just think I just think this is this has helped me so much to to understand what I'm doing and how to do it better. Yeah. So I I mean it's a it's a it I will tell you it I'm I'm not looking forward to the work. It's a huge amount of work. Um and some of it, you know, frankly, I just do it to get it done. You yeah, cuz there's just so much There's to only do. so much time in the day right. and, and you and, really have to buckle um, down and get it. Get and that's it out. okay. I I think they're okay with that just listening to how they're they put put the thing together. But I'm really really grateful so I've, the Old Testament guys that are coming are pretty well known. Um uh, Jack McCown, McCune, McCown. Anyway, and I've the, heard of him. The other one is Daniel Block. Yeah, Daniel Block. So is he a, just a chip off the old. Yeah, he is. He is. But um, probably these are guys that have written extensively on the Old Testament stuff, and so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I really am looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, partnered with that, uh, I know you you taught a class last night, and this part of the topic we wanted to to discuss a little bit. Um, tell us about the class you taught and uh, why it was important and what you learned. Yeah, so I taught last night specifically on um, what it what it means to uh, there's there actually was four topics that are kind of related and kind of connected. So it's on the the topic of loneliness, aging, um, loss, and grief. And part of this just flowed right out of what I just recently went through a couple months ago with my dad passing away. And um, part of it is just the, you know, in in the area of of loneliness. I think many many pastors deal with this, but I don't think yeah. it's obviously just just pastors. But um, loneliness is a real real issue that that many people kind of kind of face. Um, and I just thought I I I I, I thought maybe I would just share a little bit with that, and then let you guys kind of weigh in on it. But I I started with the verse back in Genesis two eighteen where God looked at Adam and he said, it's not good for man to, to be alone. He thought I will make him. And the word that, that, that is given here 
uh, many, many is, uh, it's a Hebrew word, um, and it's Ezer Konegdo. Ezer help me. Konegdo. Okay. Basically, it's two words, and it literally means help opposite. It's like help opposite. So he's, I'm going to make you a, a help opposite. Some, some translate it um, meet. In other words, like it, the idea is you need something, and here's someone who will meet that need. Um, but the, really, the, um, the, the idea of it is who will do something different from you um, in order to round, round you out. Or to, so compatible helper is kind of another, another way of, of looking at it. But the tension here are in, is in really in the words, the two words, both help and opposite. So like how could someone be a help if they're, if they're doing the opposite? And when you start studying what was going on at that particular time, and he makes, God does make that um, for him through Eve, um, you begin to understand right after he says that is when um, Adam goes and begins to name all the animals and the creatures. And so there's kind of this weird idea that if you're just reading it along, he's going like, I'm going to make you a help me. Oh, by the way, go and um, let all these beasts of the fields come in front of you and you give them names. And you're going like, why, why is it like that? Why, why, does he, why didn't he just go ahead and do the rib thing and, and bring Eve along? Why did he kind of stop that and make Adam do that? And I think part of it was to help him understand what his real need was. Um, because in the, ad, in the animal world, um, when, you, when you name something, you, 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 uh, you grab onto its likeness. You grab onto how that thing is, and, and you assign a name to it. And that, was, that certainly is the way um, it was in the Jewish world anyways. When you were given a name, it was like, this is what it means. You are this, and this is what you will be like. Um, and the names were very, very important. Um, and so he said, the Lord God, uh, verses 19 and 20, right after he says, it's not good for you to be alone. He said, Lord God created an, uh, from the earth all the beasts of the field and all of the fowl of the heavens and brought them to man to see what he ought to call them. And whatever name uh, man gave to any of these creatures, that's what his name. So man called names to all the animals and all the fowls of the heavens and the beasts of the field. But man did not find, and here's the key, did not find a help opposite who was compatible for him. Yeah. So in other words, he's looking around and going like, all right, look what I'm doing. You're not going to find it here. Why? Because these people are not created in the image of God. <laughs> these human beings, and they're not human beings, these beasts of the field <laughs> are not. It's confusing are, for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Are, are not created in the image of God. And so he then makes Eve. And this is, this is where it begins to go, all right, there's an understanding here that, that he needs help. And that help is not anywhere else but in relationship. And so he makes Eve, and if you remember, he sets them in the garden. And um, one of the things that, that happens there in the garden is they have sweet fellowship with another one with the other, and they have sweet fellowship with God. But it says very. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they they have they have sweet fellowship with God. But one of the things that it says is that they were completely 
unclothed, and they didn't know it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so in other words, you begin to understand this is this is how we were wired. We were wired first of all in relationship to to have these relationships, just as God, the the Creator, is triune and has this relationship with the Son and the Spirit. This is how the relationship should be in that same image with man and woman. But this particular woman is opposite. And at that particular time in perfection, Adam did not, Adam and Eve did not see their differences. It wasn't a thing. When they sinned, immediately they realized they're different. And because of that, it drove them into hiding. And this is where I think the, the real loneliness started to show itself of the result of loneliness. God solved it with bringing that person in, and then God, and, and then man brought it back onto him by saying, no, I don't want this the way you made us. I want to do kind of my own thing. Hmm. And, um, and, and you begin to see it. And then one of the areas, not only are, are we, were, were we really designed for relationship, but we were also designed to serve. You go to Leviticus 1. Deuteronomy is the, 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 the outworking of the law. It gives the law. And then Deuteronomy shows this is how it works. Leviticus then says this is how it begins in real life. And so Leviticus 1 starts with here's how to live this life in a theocracy and you're abiding by the law. Here's what this do. You end up giving service to God into others so there's there's a there's a hebrew word that's given there that speaks of serving so you begin to see and this is woven into the fabric of scripture one we're relational human beings but we're designed to serve god and serve others and this is how life should be for the believer and what happens with sin is that we begin to focus then on the differences yeah and those differences bring loneliness it separates so like you see in our world today what is it that where everyone's pointing to they're pointing to differences now they're saying we need to unify by 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 um by by being kind of like ignoring the differences but we need to be unified not by being we are image bearers of god but literally we are who we are and it's an emphasis on who i am rather than on god and serving God. Yeah, those differences become idolatrous because we're serving those right. differences as like you you have to accept me on the basis of this difference. Right. And that's that those are my grounds of acceptance. Yeah. So you basically have to accept my ideology or my theology or philosophy of life or whatever you want to put in there and if you can't accept those things then you can't accept me. Yeah. But that's not how we were wired in the in the yeah. first place. We were set in this garden and the things that we were we were doing was and and you look back at that meaning of that word help opposite and you begin to understand you go like how does the opposite help well that's when you give of yourself one to another in those differences to find out and to live out then the unity that's in christ yeah really yeah and so 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 God says, yeah, you two are different, but you, when you get married, when you come together, the two will become what? One flesh. One flesh. Yeah. 
and there's where yeah. the unity comes in yeah. where God does this now that's in the realm of marriage because then it's the it's the marriage then that looks like Christ's love for the church yeah it's interesting that like I it, I think one of the hard things that for our people in our generation to understand and I mean I would include myself in this obviously is that you know really biblical relationships are based on giving mm-hmm. and we tend a lot we tend to make every single one of our relationships on taking yep so like in other words like I will only be a friend to you like I count you friendly or I count you my friend you know based on the things that I can take from you and no one's expressing it that way but like in other words if I can take sameness or similarness or same ideology or whatever and we can base our our whole friendship on basically what i get out of you then like then i feel like you're a friend right and it makes it really challenging then to have friends that are truly different than you and unique yeah and like i actually have found this out in my own pastoral ministry like i would i would probably say like my closest friend is somebody that like, I mean, I disagree with a lot. I really do. Like I disagree with a lot of kind of how they frame things up or their main ideology of life. And, you know, it makes it really weird to like, like, or not like their stuff on Facebook, you know, whatever. Cause like I disagree with them, but like we have the best friendship ever. Like, I mean, it is a great friendship because and like a lot of it, people might say like, well, you're ignoring key differences. Like I don't really think we're. I'm ignoring it. I mean, I'm well aware of these things that that he thinks, and he's right. well aware of what right. I think. But like, we're not making our relationship based on those things. Like that doesn't make us friendly. And really, like in a lot of ways, like we are uniquely different, and that's probably what makes us like celebrate each other more. But anyway. Yeah, let me let me illustrate this because I, I I want you to I want you to see how this is played out. Really r- lifted right from scripture. As I was reading through this, this occurred to me. Number in Genesis, uh, chapter three, verse seven, it said, "Then the eyes of, uh, then the eyes of both Adam and Eve were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths." So what it what it's telling us here is they are now internally driven by something more than God's glory. God's will and God's favor internally in the depth of their very existence they became very me centered yeah and the first thing that registered with them is that they were different they knew they were naked now here's what I want you to see they saw each other and life in general from a very self-oriented function um, oh, and it was the, how they began to how live out their felt, lives. How they were seen. Now, yeah. you can see this in how Moses relates this event from, from chapter 2, verse 24, all the way through chapter 3, verse 6. There's never the use of the first person singular pronoun. Hmm. Right. Interesting. This was really interesting. It's because, it, it, it's because the third person plural, they, was the focus, man and woman. They become one flesh, and they do what they do together. There's no I until chapter 3, verse 10. And now notice that God addresses them. He's, he talks about they themselves in chapter 3, verse 8, and 3, verse 9. And then God asks, where are you? Second person plural. Where are y'all? But, yeah. You but that. notice chapter 3, verse 10. Then he, Adam, said, I heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden and 
I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Interesting. And so in one verse of 25 English words, I is used four times. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? And um, boy, things have changed. It's now all of a sudden turned inward for humanity. And Genesis chapter 2, verse 17 tells us what was inedible. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You shall surely separate. Separate. Wow. Yeah. You'll be dead. But I just thought, I just thought this is why we live in our world. And you know, social media is doing so much to try to connect us. And yet there's so many people lonely. The suicide rate in particular has just risen. Um, All it does is divide and put us into, into like camps. Right. And we wonder, and we wonder why behind the smiling faces of social media, everyone is so lonely. It's because we are so me centered. Yeah. And everything is about me, I. And and all you have to do is look at how many times we do selfies, how many times we're like, eh, you know, and we we have these plastic fake smiles that we smile about, and it's all a facade, and it's all about me rather than God's God's glory. Yeah. So that's so good. Yeah. We could spend a lot of time talking about that. It's really good. I had one one person just just look up and go, "Why haven't we heard this before? I should have known this a long time ago." And I'm just going like, "Yeah, it's." I mean, how that works out is is difficult. It's challenging. Yeah. It it really is, and no one pretends to do this well. I was just talking with the pastor yesterday, just asking him how he's doing, and he said, like, I often feel lonely. Like, I'm yeah. the only one doing this. Like, I'm the only one who cares. Right. You know. And he's like, I know that's a lie, but like, it is a lie. But that's a that's a pervasive thought and feeling. Yeah. And uh, I kind of had to look at him and say, like, yeah, I I I get that. And again, it's a lie. We have to combat it with truth. And you know go forward from that repent of the stuff we need to repent of but it is still a it is still a feeling it's still it's still an ideal out there and so what it takes is just getting out there in the world and finding the good that god is doing and it's probably not the same thing you're doing which is wonderful yeah um but leaning into relationship and start serving yeah and start giving 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 of yourself that's right yeah all right we'll take a break and uh we'll come back with uh, the what for in the devotional and then wrap up the episode cool Hey, hey, all right, welcome back. Welcome back. Hope you had a, a good little break. We sure did. And uh, I'm really I'm really intrigued because Quentin has been away all week and uh, he was really excited about this what for. Uh, so, so Quentin, what should we be imbibing in? What oh, gra- what how excited was I? Was you I were pretty excited. You were like, I got the what for. I mean, I... Yeah, you were, you were like jumping all over that. I'm like, okay. Okay. It, it feels like uh, it, it's something <laughs> pertinent, something... Uh, it's imminent. It's right here. Right now. Oh, well. What do we need? I what podcast did you listen to on the way home? No, it wasn't a podcast. Aww. We watched a. Um, I just got a movie for you. Oh, sheesh. That is. Werewolf Cop? Was. <laughs> Bryce was trying to sell me on that last <laughs> night. Well, <laughs> Werewolf Cop. I mean, I bet that's hilarious because it's called Werewolf Cop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, we, Brittany and I watched, uh, watched a movie. Um, over a couple a couple nights ago, it's on Netflix. It just came out on Netflix, called Fatherhood. Oh, um, and it's got Kevin Hart in it, which I don't oh, know okay. 
so he's a little comedian guy. Yeah. So it's funny, but it's about a guy who um, has a uh, he he ends up being a single parent, huh. and it's actually really really good. Um, and it's really good because you see a guy who has the pressures of being a parent and has no clue what he's doing, no idea how to be a parent. No, it really was. It's like all of us. Yeah. No, really was going in on it, going <laughs> like, all right, my wife's going to help me and teach me to be how to change a diaper, how to how to feed a baby, how to how to raise. And it's a little he's got a little girl um, how to raise a little girl. And um, it is a tragic event. And it's really sad, too. So, like, get tissues. Get, oh, get, get your tissues, really? get your oh tissues ready. So um, it's sad, but it's also really good because you see you see the pressures of being a parent. And the and and all that comes along with that, and the expectations that people have for you, even though they right. may not, even though even though they may not express them, like you've right. got parents and in laws and brothers and other brothers. There's and a lot sisters. of pressure there. There's just a ton of pressure yep. on being a parent, and then to be doing it by yourself as a single parent. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, on top of that, it's uh, it's good because he has he has to handle all of that, basically just law and 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 pressure, and and then you've get you get just amazing bombs of just like people say, people look at him and say, um, she'd be proud of you. Like talking about his wife, like, like your mm. wife would be proud of you getting like to this point and do yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, just yeah. see just the relief of just, Oh, like, so it's good because like in his face and in, and, and in that, and in the story, and then he's got some good interactions with his mother-in-law and his mom. And he comes from a family where his dad was not present at all. Yeah. So he doesn't even know how to be a good dad. Um, it's not a Christian movie. Okay. But, um, it's, it's a clean movie. So don't like freak out about it. It's rated PG 13. So it's good. You're fine. There's no weirdness in it. Um, but it's a, it's just, it's a good, it's a good family movie. Um, it's a good movie for you and your spouse or just you or just kind of yeah. chilling out, relaxing Yeah, called fatherhood, um, on Netflix. That was that's a good awesome. movie. It that's, was really good. That's cool. It's got funny in it cause Kevin Hart's funny. Um, so it's got comedy in it. Um, and he's got some, it's a, it's a cool little, it's got like a, he's got his friends. He works on an IT group. So he's got a, he's got a really good friend in the IT business that he works for that is just extremely socially awkward. Yeah. I think he's got Asperger's. <laughs> but they don't say he's got Asperger's because he just kind of says whatever comes up oh, kind of okay. thing yeah. in his brain, <clears throat> and uh, it's 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 kind of funny there. It's really funny there. But uh, so it's a good movie. I would yeah. say go watch Fatherhood and check it out on Netflix, and um, you would you would enjoy that. I think it's awesome. That's, that's good. Well, so no, I don't know if that was that meet your expectations of. I don't know. I, I'm not a movie. I'm not a movie guy, so I'll have to, I'll just have to go check it out. So I'm not a, I'm not a I movie. Think you over, I think you oversold. Oh, I, you overhyped I probably it. Did. I probably overhyped my own self. All right. All right. Well, good. Well, uh, I'm wrapping up with the the, the devotional today, and um, you know, I it I go through bouts of like weird, like I probably probably people would call it depression and that's probably true it's it's certainly not any sort of clinical thing that i know of but like you know just bouts of darkness where you kind of just like you're like yeah there's not a lot of not a lot of hope and there's not a lot of really good things going on and you know some weird things happen this week that are like legitimate like downers um but then like you know things kind of snowball for me and um just happened to be going through the prophet micah this week and um you know, I I I needed 
I needed some of the hope and encouragement that he has to offer. And there's plenty of doom and gloom uh, in his prophetic message, but also there's like, like unbelievable dumps of even bigger mercy. Mm. And it's something that like I've, I've been thankful to set my heart on, like no matter how much judgment and badness and evil there is in this world. And there is plenty. And even some of the, I mean, obviously all of the judgment is also from God in relation to this evil, but like to know that God's mercy has always been bigger than his judgment yeah. um, is a, is a huge theme in, in Micah and you can't, you can't get away from it. Like you're not, like you're not allowed to go into full on despair mode because like you just, you get bigger, like the verses, the verses are improportionate, right? So there's way more verses on judgment than there are on mercy but like the few glimpses of the mercy that you get are like super infused. They're like super concentrated and they're full of even bigger words. Um, and then the, I think the part of the biggest part is like the very last portion of the entire book is like just overall encompassing. So, you know, and Micah six, eight is kind of like a, a championing verse for, the book of Micah, which is supposed to be really encouraging, right? What does, you know, hero Israel, like what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Um, and we're all like, yeah, like, yeah, those are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's off the heels of like Micah basically trying to set them straight. Like yeah. you're not doing it right. You're doing it wrong. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are screwing this up. Even when you try harder, you get worse. Your leadership is terrible. Like you're, you're doing all this in the name of Jesus. And it ends up just making it a lot worse. You're exploiting people and justice is like poopy at this point. And, um, and then he goes, but like, but you've been told what is good. You've been told what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Do, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. And the point, like everyone's be like, yeah, see if we like, we're doing those things. We're, we're on track. And I think Mike is basically trying to say like, you're not doing these things. Like you guys need, like you need something, you need someone else to basically do this for you because you're not doing it. And you can't do it. And you've shown that you can't do it right. even when you try to. Right. Um, which is the whole point of the the prophecy because he's eventually going to say there's one there's one coming for sure. Um, but at the very end of, of Micah's prophecy, um, he, he basically sets his heart on God's covenant with his people. And he says, who is like you? Uh, who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance. Yeah. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. Like God will remember his covenant. And like, I think the thing that's like most striking is like the evil that he calls out is basically the church. Like he basically right. calls out the evil of, right. of Israel, God's people, and says like it's your it's your problem. Like this world would be a better place if your problems were actually out of the way, because you're supposed to be a blessing to the nations. And all this is of course fulfilled in Jesus, and Jesus, you know, takes all of our sins and he tramples our evil under his foot. Like we, in in that sense, like our sin is his enemy, and right. and Jesus tramples our sin under his feet, yeah. and does away with it. And in that way, yeah, as we become his body through union with Christ, you know, we do become a blessing 
to the world in this way. But it's just it was just a good reminder for me that like God's steadfast, covenantal, merciful love is always bigger than the bad things that I face, and uh, it, it reigns supreme. There's constant avenues of hope to set our hearts on that, though I don't understand, you know, all that's going on in the current news cycle. I can look at the news cycle of Jesus 2000 years ago of him hanging on a cross and rising from the grave. And that's been our same, that's been the Christian's news cycle from the beginning. Yep. You know, that's what we've been setting our hearts on. That's been God's news cycle from day yep. one. He was always planning <coughs> for that day uh, to be the, to be the entire difference of the world and that his mercy would reign over his judgment. So I'm, I'm really like, I'm not like happy, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm encouraged. Like I am, I'm hopeful. And sometimes, like you just showed us that video, it's like, yeah, the the guy in the middle said it's going to be okay. Right. You know, it's like like right. Jesus Jesus said it's going to be okay. And um, well, yeah, don't so don't you think that much of our 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 downness, our downtroddenness, our our disappointments, um, our pains, um, bank so much on what we feel like we deserve? Well, I I I actually told this to our church like the last two Sundays. Like I growing up and like in the stage of life I am now, like I'm realizing that the human life, like this is a life apart from God kind of thought, uh-huh. but like the human life is basically managing disappointment. Yeah. And like, that's, that's literally how I feel like, like those who are better at managing disappointment generally have mm-hmm. like a better outlook on life because it's just full of it. Well, that's because nothing is as it should be. Yeah, that's because right. Because of, because of the, the, the fall, that's kind of what we were talking about in this aloneness. That 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 relationship between Adam and Eve is never going to be fixed completely until we get to glory. Yeah, um, we 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 do have Jesus is the fix, and we are realize it. But that part of that sin is still with us. And we wake up. And I told her. That's what I was telling the folks last night. I just said like, every day you wake up, you need to reset your thinking to go like, oh, I'm awake. I don't deserve this. Yeah. 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 I you I know. mean, I literally deserved hell today, and, and I, I didn't need get that. And I need and I have Jesus. Yep. I have the man, that man in the middle. Yeah. No, it's really true. And I think if we woke up with that kind of like reality of the news of the gospel and what that yep. what that really means, it, it really would yep. would bring us more hope. Yep. And then it would actually like turn the news off because <laughs> it like it, it matters. It matters, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't. It's not the final word. It's not the final say. And a lot of times it, it rests there. And that's why I'm, I'm thankful that Micah finishes the entire book with like. Don't forget, God has always been promising yep. to his people to, to, to be steadfast in, in his love for us. So. And he's always done it. Yeah. He's yeah. not only promised right. it, but he's actually done it. So and we'll continue. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff, man. Yeah, well, thank you guys for joining us. Yes. And uh, welcome back to all of you, Quentin especially. Welcome back. It's good to have yeah. you around. Well, who else left? Back. I did. You know, <laughs> we did. Those, people know those people know who they are. <laughs> you know who you are, uh, v- viewers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. catch up with you next week. And Dad's got a couple weeks to miss uh, later on, so we'll we'll, we'll think ahead for those kind of episodes. But uh, looking forward to having you guys uh, next week. We'll, yep. we'll talk to you later. Tell others about Cyprus. Jesus. Yeah. Oh no, Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. All right. Bye. Yeah.